Okay, here we are again. It's Friday. I feel like the weeks go by a lot faster. Ugh. And I just want to publicly thank Mother Nature for waiting till this Friday to have this cold spell. Because last Friday we had our, <laughs> I had my last football game. It was cold, but it was not like this. So thank you for having, thank you for not being, being, making it be so cold. Because, my God, it's cold today. So, all right. I don't know where I'm going to start. I think let's start with what I say to everybody. Social media is not a diary. It's not. It's not a diary. Social media was designed for three reasons. One, to stay in touch with family and friends. Two, to network. And I can tell you that I have done a lot of networking over the years on social media. And I've made some friends. And I even hired a freelancer to do some content for me from Twitter. All right. So, and number three, it's to build up the community. It's not for all this negativity that I see daily, on a daily basis on, on social media. I see it all the time. Negative this, negative that. People attacking people here. People bullying people here. People saying whatever they think they can say over here. That's not social media in a nutshell. All right. With that said, when you are emotionally invested in a situation, you should not be on Twitter tweeting on Facebook posting, on Instagram posting, making a video and post, posting it out there on YouTube. You should not be anywhere near social media when you are too emotional. Because what does that do? That gets you into trouble. I wrote a whole entire book about it. If you want to go get the book, go get it. It's on Amazon. It's called Victim No More. And in there, I list people, and this is from 2011, mind you, okay, that lost their job or got fired. And some of them were celebrities. Okay. A couple of them were, I think there was one of them I posted about um, a Major League Baseball manager that got in trouble for what they tweeted. Because it happens. But if you don't understand that colleges today have people in their office that look at a, a high school senior's social media to determine if they're going to, A, get a scholarship, B, if they're going to even accept them into the college. Divorces. In, I've interviewed many divorce attorneys from my last book that I wrote, which was Hello, Love, Where's Cupid? Second edition. And in it, I wrote that divorce cases, about 90% of them include Facebook. Because what do people do? They air out their dirty laundry online, not remembering that if you are divorcing somebody, your ex's family and friends are probably on your Facebook account. And then they screenshot it. Then they tell their ex. Then they print it out. Then they take pictures. And long and behold, it ends up in your divorce case. So that's why you didn't get custody. Or maybe that's why you didn't get a promotion. Or maybe that's why the insurance is now not giving you your disability insurance because you're out there playing golf, posting all this crap, and the insurance company is now watching you. 
everybody is watching you on social media. And when you're an athlete, you are double-timed watched. Double-time watched. How are you watched? The fans are watching you, number one. But no matter what team you're on, the media is following you online. They're following you, okay? Your beat, you have two sets of people. You have your beat writers that cover your team that are following you daily. And you have the national spotlight, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, NBC, CBS, Fox, and ABC Sports, all following you. So when you're a dumbass and you tweet something that you shouldn't tweet, word gets around quite fast. You literally only have a millisecond after you tweet something to delete it before somebody can actually take a screenshot of it. Once it's out there for like two seconds, you're dead. You're dead in the water because it's out there and somebody already has screenshot it. So when Antonio Brown decided to go on his tirade back in September, and then he did his stuff on Instagram, and he posted stuff on YouTube, he probably did stuff on Twitter too, who knows, in September. But in September, it was the main focus was on Instagram and his YouTube channel. And I went on Twitter, and I told you, what if all that is holy, you don't do what he did. If you're an athlete, there are things that you should never post. One, your MRIs, your x-ray results, your notes from the doctor, your notes from your team. Those are like off limits to post. You shouldn't be posting. That stays in-house. There's so much material that you should not be posting. If you had a fight with the coach, if you had a fight with the if you had a fight with the player, if you were disagreeing with certain things. For example, if a football player tweets, "I just want the damn ball. I need to get the damn ball." Can you um, uh, imagine what happens when somebody tweets that? So, uh, a wide receiver tweets that because it's mostly wide receivers that tweet that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe a running back will tweet that. He'll tweet that. The beat reporters get it. They retweet it and comment on top. Then they retweet it again. Then they screenshot it. Then you have fans that are commenting. And then it spirals into a story that was created by you, the athlete. You just created that narrative. The reporters didn't create that narrative. You did by posting it. So how smart really and I want to say that with quotations is Antonio Brown for first of all tweeting to the NFL his laced profanity profanity tweets to the NFL and then turning around after he tweeted that I think a day later and tweeting again going oh whoopsie I was just like so emotional because like I'm so emotional no, if you're freaking emotional, you stay away from it. I would love to be flying that wall next week when that meeting happens. Because you know what? That's why you're not with the Raiders anymore, okay? And, and the sexual assault stuff, I will actually say that I'm on Antonio Brown's side, not the woman's side. Because she waited, what, five years to come forward? She could When something to you and you're a woman, something happens to you, you say it when it happens, not when it's quote-unquote convenient for you to come out. Right? You're raped. Someone has sexually assaulted you. You don't wait five years. You don't even wait a month. You come out the day it happens. 
So she does look like a money grabber to me. I will give him that. But I will tell him this. You can block me on Twitter because you can block me all you want. Actually, that tickles me because I must have said something to you like, don't post this stuff. And that hit a nerve. I'm so sorry that hit a nerve. Really, I am. But you can do that. But I have another Twitter account. It's a secret one that I don't follow anybody because that's how I am a social media guru. Because I have other accounts that I test things out to make sure that Twitter works the way it's supposed to work. I have other accounts on every platform that nobody knows of. I don't post it out and go, here is my other account, folks. Follow me here. Because I don't want people to follow me. I don't want to follow anybody. I'm using it as a test model. See, that's how I became a social media guru. Because I am into social media all day, every day. I'm on it 60 hours a week. So some of the stuff I see, my eyes are burning. I just have to say. My eyes burn after I see crap being posted. Like that. Why would you... and? You'd put your, you put in your profession in jeopardy by posting stuff. Just keep it in house. If you're an athlete, no one needs to know you're having a fight with the coach or a disagreement. No one needs to know how you really feel. And frankly, if just as a general whole, I don't care what you eat every day. There are some people that that's all they post. Here is my breakfast. Here is my lunch. Here is my dinner. Here's what I snacked on. Here's this. Now, if you're a recipe, you're writing a recipe blog, or you're a chef, sure, that's what you're supposed to post. But I don't know how we got into this thing that everybody has to post everything that happens in their daily lives. I don't care that you're going to the movies right now. Good for you. I don't care that you're on a plane. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. I don't care. That you're at the laundromat now, or you're getting coffee at Starbucks, or you're at Dunkin' Donuts, or you're meeting friends at so-and-so bar. Good for you. See, it's those that keep that kind of stuff off social media that are the most real when they are posting on social media. Because there's this habit that everybody has now that they have to post perfection. You know, they have to be fake. They're fake little lives with the filters on Instagram and the filters here. And we got we to gotta look perfect because God freaking ass forbid we don't. People aren't going to like us. You know what? I don't give a flying fish if people don't like me. I don't. I don't know why people think they have to have everybody on social media has to like me. No, that's not what social media is. And it shouldn't be. You should not be afraid to be yourself and post that out. And I will tell you, in my photo shoot, none of my pictures were touched. None of them were photoshopped. I took them all as is, which you will be getting to see very soon. As is, I wore no makeup, all natural, except maybe lipstick in a few shots, very few. And it's all real, 100% real. You know, Luckily for me, knock on wood, God has been very good to me and has given me good genes because I don't age. I don't know. I, I still look the same. Everybody tells me that all the time. When they, if you look at baby pictures and then pictures of me when I was growing up, you'll see that. I don't age, which I hope that stays. But I'm real online. I'm who I am right here. You hear me here, you'll see me there. Because I'll tell it to you like it is. And all these athletes... 
let me just tell you a little something. Your agents don't give a flying fish about you. They don't. Don't believe the narrative that they're selling you. They care about the money you're making for them. That's all they care about. Some people are like that. They All they care about is the dollar sign. If you know people who care about the dollar sign, they're toxic. Those are toxic people. Because they're never going to care about you. They're never going to look after you. They're never going to do what's best for you. They're going to do what's best for them. They want to make the most money. So just be like, just be careful. That's all I have to say. Find people in your group, in your circle, that actually care about you and want the best for you. If anybody tells you to tweet something and your like, light bulb goes off, think about it. Is it worth should I, is it worth it to put this on there? Like, when sometimes, sometimes they could say, oh, well, you know, tweet that, you know, they, the team, you know, the team was talking to this other team about trading you. No, it wasn't. Because you don't have the facts yet. If you don't have the facts, why would you tweet something? Just because your agent tells you something? I, I've seen it. And sometimes the people you hire on your team that are quote-unquote friends, they don't, they don't know what the hell they're doing either. Because I've seen athletes, teams, buy them bots. So they buy them fake followers. They buy them fake views of YouTube videos. They buy them fake likes of posts. They're buying you. They're buying you to make it look like they know what they're doing. That's why you need to hire someone who's a freaking expert. Who's going to actually look after you. Like, I care about people's brands online. I want them to look as authentic as possible. I don't want you to use stock image photos. I don't want you to use fake filters. I want you to come off as real as you are in person. That's what social media is. And that's what true social media branding is. It's real. Now, sometimes, now somebody asked me this two weeks ago. And I was going to talk about it this morning, but I'll talk about it next week. But I'll mention it now. For you, all, for you all, but I'll talk about it with other people next week. Somebody asked me about like content strategy and content. Um, you know, does it have to always be like professionally made content? And now my answer to that is no. I've seen crappy content. It's not the content per se that gets you noticed online. It's the message you have within the content that gets you noticed. That's what, that's what, goes viral is the message is your call to action it's not the picture sometimes it can be a crappy ass picture people may not even be even focused on that picture they may be focused on your website link or the link you have attached to it or the copy that you have over the picture same as a video they may not be focused on the actual video per se but the message within the video it's the, it's the message that clings to people. It's not the content. Now, I'm not recommending that you just post crappy stuff out there. Because, God, no, no. We should not be taking videos in cars. That's another thing. <laughs> PSA. No videos in cars. If you, you want to know why, ask me and I'll tell you. That's crappy content, by the way. And that's like a no-no. But... We shouldn't be doing that. But I will say this. Sometimes when I watch those videos from people, it's the message within there that's getting noticed. But if you really want to look professional, you don't take a video in a car. 
It's just, it's not rocket science. All right. So that's pretty much the sums up what social media is. And that how people really should find social media, social media managers that are going to build your content. So I worked on my new um, promotional materials, right? So one of the things I wrote is your social media manager is the foundation upon which your social media team is built. You're building your brand around your social media. So if you're an athlete, your brand is being built right now online, whether you know it or not. So what you post matters. You know, it's about growing relationships. It's about brand awareness. It's about originality. If the more real you come off, the better you're going to be. 33% of people are more inclined to buy from you based on your realness online. If, you have a f- if you're all f- about being fake, well, good luck. Because you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get far. It's not about... It's, fakeness is like, you know, so like 2016, 17. Really, it is. Even 2018, when people were like, oh, look, Instagram filters. Uh, no. If you post... That's why, like, Dove, if you ever noticed, like, the Dove campaign had, like, real models of all different sizes and shapes and skin tones. And you know how far that campaign went. I actually was on that campaign, by the way. That campaign went really far because it was people being themselves and people being real. You know, I sometimes question the commercials on TV that show in like the bottom, in the bottom, they put not a real actor. Well, how do I know for sure that that's not a real actor? Because you're telling me it's not a real actor? Just don't tell me it's not a real actor. Just let the person... Do what they're supposed to do. You will we'll be able to tell, basically, if it's an actor or not. You can, you can literally tell. It's not that hard to tell. Really, it's not. But realness is what's going to get you noticed. And I, would, I forgot who the agent was. I, I, know, I think the name is Ed Barry. He's the only agent that ever emailed me back, by the way. I think I publicly said thank you to him in a couple a couple uh, shows ago. And I will say this. If anybody can tell Sam Donald, I emailed your agent all about mono. Because I have had three student athletes get mono. I- I'm letting it. And, and how bad it was and how much far they were off playing the sport because of mono. And I even told your agent that he should really look into getting his tonsils taken out at the end of the season because he could accidentally, not accidentally, he could get mono again, and when you get it again, it's 10 times worse, and then you can develop, um, you can develop um, chronic, um, a chronic illness. I forgot what it's called off the top of my head, but there's an illness that you can actually get. Chronic fatigue syndrome, that's what it is. Chronic fatigue, and then your career is done. It's done. If you have chronic fatigue syndrome, you cannot play football. So there you go. I'm the one that told your agent that, by the way. So there you go. Because I care. See, it's because I care. I care about all the players that play for my teams that I love. Number one, I look at them as people. They're people first. They're human. 
They're not robots. And I wish like more fans would actually look at that like that. They're not robots. They're people. But at the same time that you're people, you should not be invested on going on social media for every little thing to make a story out of nothing. Remember, when you're emotionally invested in a situation, you stay away from it. So my advice to everybody is, if you ever emotionally invested in a situation, you go on your phone and you delete the app. Delete Twitter, delete Facebook, delete Instagram from your app. Just You're not deleting it. You're not deleting your actual account. You're just deleting it from your phone. So you're not tempted to go on there and start tweeting all this kind of stuff out. And that's why the NFL needs a social media policy. I think the NFL and the NBA are the two major sports that need a social media policy. Baseball players are not really on it as often. And hockey players are hardly on social media. Which I think I think I need to talk to them now about how low their brand. Yeah, they should be on it more often because hockey players are awesome, by the way. And I think football players are awesome too. Um, um, hey, I love football. I know football. I love football. I love hockey. I love baseball. And I used to coach basketball, FYI. CYO and AAU. Um, so I know my sports. And I know my athletes. And I coach cheerleading. So I'm around, and I'm around high school stars all day long. So I know. I know how it is. But at the same time, all the high schoolers are paying attention to all the professional athletes that they follow. That they follow. They're paying attention to you. So it's not like do as I say. They're doing as they see. So the suicide rate, by the way, for kids twelve to twenty-four, and they call them—I don't know why they call them kids all over the age of eighteen, but whatever—is eighty-six percent or eighty-eight percent. It's high up there. And why? Because of cyberbullying. Because people see words like ugly and fat. Two of the most hurtful words, by the way, that you can ever throw out there is ugly and fat. Those two words should be like banned from the dictionary because they're hurtful. To me, nobody is ugly. Some people are more attractive than others. But as I have tweeted and posted, we should never judge a book by its cover. The person may look good on the outside, but on the inside may be as crappy as hell. Hence, if you've read my book, you know that I dated the Calvin Klein model. That guy was a freaking bleep and bleep. That's all I'm going to say. He, he may have looked good on the outside, but his inside was like he had ice in his veins. He could care less. He was crappy. So don't always judge a book by its cover. Don't always judge somebody. And also don't judge people based on their age either. I know people in their 40s who act as immature as 12-year-olds. And I know 20-year-olds who act as mature as a 40-year-old should act. And vice versa, see? So don't judge people until you get to know people. And on social media, people are judging people left and right. Oh, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to be a troll and troll you. Remember, when words have power, and especially when you're writing them, and you don't know 
the story of somebody else on the other side of that device. You don't know what that person's been through. You don't know what that person's going through. Be kind. It does not cost a thing to be kind. It doesn't. Being kind is one of the most easiest things you can do. You don't need money to be kind. You don't need to be a certain profession. You don't need to drive a certain car. You don't need to live in a certain house. You don't need certain, you know, materialistic things to be kind. And also to be positive on social media. So this weekend is Jets vs. Giants. So you will see my football content because I did write a recipe book called Love at First Bite. And in it are my recipes for tailgating. Which the paperback, I'm having a little tussy with the publisher. But that will get fixed. And in the, in the back of the book, for the paperback, you'll have more recipes for tailgating than you do in the ebook, by the way. But you'll see all my football content posted this Sunday between 10 and 11 a.m. So I think I'll post it everywhere, pretty much. Um, different times on different platforms. But it will be done before the game starts. Because once, once 12 o'clock comes, I'm not posting it. So it will be before noon. And it'll be the photo shoot that I took. Um, with my Jets jersey and all the Jets stuff that I did with my uh, recipe book. And then I'll have a few, and then I will literally post a few of those recipes. I'll post one of those recipes. I'll think there's a couple of them. So maybe I'll post two recipes of my tailgating. And it's desserts. Like, you know, you have, like, you know, everybody has, like, their food portion of their tailgating. But I like to write, I'm Italian, so we like dessert. All Italians love their desserts. All right. If you're Italian and you say you don't love desserts, you're not really Italian. Because <laughs> we all love desserts. All right. That's, that's being Italian. That's Italian problem. Um, but basically, so you'll see that on Sunday. Um, and then a few other little things I'm working on um, for next week. There's a few little social media stuff that I'm working on. So, um there's stuff on Instagram that's coming out. I will be writing a whole new article on Instagram because Instagram, there's certain things that are changing and certain things that have changed on Instagram. I will let you know what those things are. TikTok. Now, the only controversy with TikTok is the privacy. There's a privacy problem, as usual. With all these new social media apps, there's always going to be privacy issues because they got to get the kinks out. And I'm going to say this. On all platforms, you're going to have sexual predators. There are sexual predators on dating apps. Hence why you should not be using one. But that's a lot of other reasons that I will get into in my follow-up book that I am writing. And this month is Nano Writing Month, where you write a not, you know, you try to write a whole novel in a month. Um, I'm just trying to get most of my stuff together for this book. So, which I want out in 2020. Um, Last one, I interviewed 1,500 people. Uh, this book, I want to interview 2,000 people for it. So we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm working on that. Working on a couple other social media things. Instagram changed. So I have an article on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my two new things of changing. Um, if you haven't noticed, Facebook business pages have changed. Um, you are no longer able to actually go on the actual homepage and post a 
and schedule things on the homepage. So you used to be able to post a picture, video, whatever, blah, 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 copy. And then on the bottom where it says to post, you can click the arrow down and it can say schedule now or draft or post now or publish now. You can't do that anymore now. Now you have to do it in business manager or you have to do it in publishing tools, which I've always done it in publishing tools. But sometimes I will say it was easier to just go on the homepage and just quickly post something out or schedule it from there. You can't do that anymore on Facebook. They changed that. They're changing a lot of different things on Facebook. Facebook is going to look different. Um, so is Instagram. Twitter, can we please get an edit button? Hello, Twitter. Do you hear me? It's not that hard to create it. If Facebook has an edit button, so should you. If you want to keep up with Facebook, have a freaking edit button. On how many freaking times I got to delete a tweet because a word is spelled wrong. Because thank you for autocorrect. Whoever you are, you better keep hiding. I hate autocorrect. I, sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. But other than that, when I write, try, to write, try to write the word and... ABS always comes. I'm like, that's not and. So then I have to delete the tweet, rewrite the tweet, and put the tweet out there. It's the most annoying thing. Get a freaking edit button is 2019. All right, we're not in 2011 when you, you know, when you were just getting hot. We're not in 2008, 2007 when you first came out. It's 2019. We're going to be in 2020 in two months. Get a freaking edit button. It's not rocket science to make one. Call some developer up and ask them how to create an edit button for tweets. That's what we need. You fixed a lot of other things on Twitter. You know, I don't have to see the conversation anymore in, in my feed. I can just see the responses. And then if I want to see the conversation, I can click it. Great. You got a mute button, which I love and I use. Because anytime anybody talks anything politics, they get, they get muted. For the most part. Because I can't stand it. So I get muted. Mute, mute, mute. I don't unfollow people anymore. I just mute them. Mute. Goodbye. You fix the direct messaging. Somewhat. Just get an edit button. It's not that hard. Okay. And I think I'm going to end on that note. So now next week, we'll talk about, I want to talk about Instagram and TikTok. But like I say, Social media is the circus, and I'm the ringleader. So whatever circus happens, I will talk about. But hopefully, I talk about Instagram and Twitter. I mean, Instagram Instagram and TikTok next week. The week after, we'll see. Because then that will be my last show for November, because then, oh my God, Thanksgiving is here. And then we get into December. And then I talk about what you should be posting for your holiday stuff. Ooh, exciting. So thank you for watching me on... Facebook. I thank you for watching me on Twitter and listening to me. I appreciate that. And then you can find me on Spotify, on YouTube, on Radio Public, on Anchor. I believe I'm also on Google Podcasts. I'm everywhere. So thanks again, and I will see you all next Friday. Bye, y'all. We will shut you all down. Shut.